Hello, and welcome to the One Stop Co-op Shop Podcast, your one stop for co-op news and reviews. This week, Jason Perez is here to entertain you with some more shelf stories. Yo, my peoples, what's up? Welcome back to Shelf Stories, channel that tells tales from games, books, and life. I am your host, Jason. Thank you so, so much for stopping by for this latest episode of Shelf Help. The series where I give tips and tricks on how to become a happier gamer and a happier person, but it is not me this time. My mental health friend has joined me yet again. Uh, we're going to do this as a semi-regular thing because we always have things to talk about. We look at the world and we see mental health. It's just the way it is. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's everywhere. Occupational, wherever there's a brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Occupational yep. habit that we filter the world through that lens. But uh, so we, you know, talking uh, and, and watching and seeing the Olympics happened and stuff that happens on Twitter and boy, oh, we'll get into all that stuff. We have a topic to draw, but before I get to the topic, uh, I wanted to introduce my guest. She is the pink peg. You've seen her before on my show. If you haven't seen her, this is what she looks like. She <laughs> is, there she is. It's Christina Rouse. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me back. I know you and I talk a lot off, off screen and mm-hmm. on the side. And not so, enough. Not, I know. I know. Not enough. It's never not enough. enough. We don't live, we don't live close enough together. If we did, we'd yeah. be like, it'd, it'd be, it'd be over. <laughs> people people would be sick of us <laughs> oh my god they're in the corner talking about brains again oh <laughs> yeah no i i love our topic for today i sure. know we're gonna you originally it. suggested it's so that i'll I, uh, definitely give you give you the props on that one well and i think you know i originally suggested because i think i was feeling it and then when you and i talked about it you're like, oh my gosh this is so relevant right now and so i just love that we're gonna be putting it out there because if we're feeling it yeah. other people are feeling it too oh yeah the topic is burnout. 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 We should play uh, the David Bowie pressure song. Like, <laughs> pressure. Yeah, I hope right. I don't get the, I, I usually get hit with like a copyright claim or something annoying like that. So pr- burnout, like, I mean, and it's funny to talk about this in the sphere of a hobby. Yeah. Right. You know, and that's kind of why we want to talk about it, because I think there's that shaming impulse to be like, oh, well, it's just a game. What are you taking it so serious for? You shouldn't be burning mm-hmm. out of anything. And, you know, all this other like, like claptrap either comes from the outside. Like, mm-hmm. God forbid you post and then you get like, <laughs> you'll get someone that says something. But we also right. do it to ourselves. Right. I mean, well, I should go to big game night and I, I theoretically mm-hmm. should be having fun. And so I, we just want to like with a lot of our topics, we just want to bust, the, you know, take the lid off. Yep. You know, and yeah, just, I, yeah. I think it. there's there's layers, right? We talked mm-hmm. about the layers. Like yes. I think there's definitely burnout that happens as a gamer, as a consumer of the mm-hmm. hobby of gaming. And then there's burnout that happens at the levels of content creators and right. media. And um, so this isn't just directed at one type of person in the hobby. Sure. This is really relatable to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we'll kind of hit the things that we know about burnout in our professional careers and then mm-hmm. how it's played out. What I think would be interesting is for you and I to talk about how it's played out in, in ourselves yeah. and then maybe some tips to give the, the bigger audience. Yeah. And so let's do it wedding cake style. So we got okay. a three layer wedding cake, right? Okay. So mm-hmm. then the, so we talked about content creation. That's like the top, right? Cause it's yeah. not that many of us and yeah, I get it. People, you know, we're all like hanging out and we, we form little clicks. Please. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I just wanted like, it's, it's the, the spirit of, of us sharing about ourselves. It's just to humanize ourselves. Yeah. And you know, to create resonance. We're not trying to like, you know, talk to all the content creators, believe me, but, but, but that's the top of the wedding cake. Then we're going to talk about gamers or before that, we're going to talk about gamers, but mm. let's start with just general, like just I mean, everybody, general. humans of all types experience yeah. burnout. 
Okay. Okay. Awesome. So burnout um, is essentially the physical, emotional, and mental exhaustion that people experience in all realms of their life. Typically people associate burnout with work, but that's mm-hmm. not necessarily true. Nope. Um, anybody can experience burnout and it happens in a small incremental level types of way that it's not typically until the precipice that people are like, oh my gosh, I'm burned out. Or I have all these feelings and emotions or behaviors and like, this isn't who I am, what's going on. And then someone's like, oh, maybe you're burned out. (laughs) So it's like, oh, what? Right. Uh, It could look like depression. Yep. And sometimes people call depression and it's like, oh, depression is a little bit different. Burnout is like, it's a total response to the circumstances. Mm-hmm. right with internal and external circumstances but like you can see lines where depression you can't always right sometimes depression is biochemical sometimes it's like long-term trauma burnout is definitely a response to stress yeah and i think too and i think and i think that's the point like burnout is very different than just stress itself right, right? stress manifests itself in like physical ways where burnout really manifests itself in like the mental and emotional ways that comes out. And so um, this isn't, you know, stress, stress can be just every variable in your life coming at you that's stressful, especially Mm -hmm. the things that you don't have control over. Um, And then the burnout is those things um, that we expect or anticipate that don't come to fruition. And then Mm -hmm. we get those, that level of frustration and like, why is this not happening? And we don't know, we don't have the tools or the behaviors or whatever it is to help fix it um, Mm -hmm. or remove ourselves from the burnout. Um, I know professionally, I experience burnout all the time. I'm in the social work field in the area of child abuse and child sexual abuse. And, you know, if you're in the trenches long enough there, you're going to get burned out from the Mm -hmm. work. Right. Um, And so I recently stumbled across, and and you might know about this book, it's called um, Burnout and it's by the Nagoski sisters, Emily and Amelia. It's called Burnout, 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 Completing the Stress Cycle. And it's fantastic. I think if anybody, if you like to read and you nerd out on like literature and like science and research, Mm -hmm. it's a really great tool. um, If you have the feelings that you might think you're burnt out or you don't understand what burnout is. Um, And it's a, it's a beautiful product of just explaining what it looks like and then explaining what it, what it's not. Cause I think that's Mm -hmm. really important. Some people think they have burnout and it's might just be stress and it's not burnout in the bigger picture. Right. I mean, burnout is definitely the end state Mm -hmm. of a lot of stress, right? It's, I I equate it to, you know, there's a lot of power going in the house, but then your circuit breaker breaks, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, I'm trying to turn on the washer and I'm trying to turn on the microwave and it's not going on. And the life experience would be, I'm trying to get to game night. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. I'm trying to get excited for this thing. I'm trying to, you know, get excited to log on to Discord and talk. It, it's not happening. It's just like, you know, you turn the switch and it's just, there's no juice in there because, you know, our brains are wired for, it can only take so much, right? Right. And then we hit that point where it's just like, wham. And, you know, how do we get there, right? How, how do we get there? And, you know, we say stress. <laughs> what is stress <laughs> you know and the way I, I define it like really simply and I, I talked about this in the previous shop help um is there's a when you living life we're making choices we're just kind of like trying to live how much of your life is stuff you want to do and how much mm-hmm. of your life is stuff you feel like you have to do mm-hmm. you know and when you want to do it it's great 
You know, are they, what do they say about the best jobs? The best jobs are not even, don't even feel like jobs. Right. Because I don't right. want to do it because I, I want to, right? Yeah. I, I want to do this. And I, you know, I, I, I come in and I don't feel like I'm working. So then what feels like work is when you feel like you have to, because I need the money. Mm-hmm. because Gotta pay my bills, pay my bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, you know, I'm, I got this degree and I'm stuck in this path mm-hmm. or, you know, um, for, there's a lot of other reasons why mm-hmm. someone would be stuck in a job, right. Or, or stuck in a path, life path, or in a relationship, you know, I'm with this person because I feel like I have to be, mm-hmm. I am protecting them. I am afraid of them. Mm-hmm. I am afraid of life without them. Right. I have to be there for whatever reason. Stress, 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 mm-hmm. burnout. Burnout. Yeah. And I think too, the thing with stress is we always come up with the reasons or the excuse for that behavior, right? Exactly. We always find- you rationalize. You rationalize it. Right. You always find the, the, the reason why you're doing that. And that makes sense to you. Um, but A, we're humans. We're messy human beings. We talked about being messy before. And like, you can only do that for so long. Right. Um, and- I think everybody's seen that one meme with the dog at the table surrounded by fire yep. and going like, this is fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. That dog has burnout. Like, mm-hmm. hello, you're burned out. Um, and I, and I think it's funny because if we think about it as literally what it's called burnout, if any part of our body was literally on fire, what would we do? We would put it out as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. But because we can't see it and it's happening internally, we just let it go sometimes. And then when you don't address it, it becomes really problematic. One of the things that, you know, cause we actually came with this concept uh, full disclosure. We recorded this episode already and, <laughs> and my computer betrayed me. It was awful. Um, <laughs> I may have done a couple things that didn't exactly work out with the computer, but whatever. Um, but since then, you know, we've had, there've been a couple of things that have happened that it's like, oh, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about yeah. this. One of which is the Olympics and, yep. you know, talking about, and I really wish we had been able to get together while it was happening because it was part of the zeitgeist, but we're going to get it in anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, put it in there. Just put it in there because, you know, we, we just to continue the conversation because it doesn't go away just because we don't talk about it anymore. Right. Uh, Simone Biles, my lady, the queen, mm-hmm. the queen. I love Simone Biles, everything she's done. Uh, you know, all the medals that she's won, all the happiness she, that she's brought. If you don't know, uh, probably the most, like, the most physically evolved gymnast you'll ever see in your life. She's she's already the best. She's only 23. Right. Um, or, or whatever old she is. And she couldn't compete. Mm-hmm. And at the Olympics, because, you know, she got what they, what gymnasts call the twisties. Yeah. Which is this kind of disconnection between body and mind. Your body doesn't, you're body doesn't respond to what your mind wants it to do mm-hmm. so like your mind says do three flips your body says i only got two in me right and there's no connection between the two so it became very dangerous for her to, to mm-hmm. perform and you know she didn't perform and yeah. that happens like that's not like that's that not particular to her like i remember in there's a couple of ca- famous cases in baseball which i know a little bit better uh, of pitchers who just lose the strike zone just mm. gone yeah you know and it's like they for whatever reasons and we'll go into that in a second like uh rick and keel was an example steve it called it's called steve blast disease like back in the 70s mm. and like he just goes on the mound and just like the balls are going to the backstop <laughs> and you know they're, they're being thrown to the ground and, they're, and just, it's just like what happened yeah my brain is my body's not listening to my brain mm-hmm. and so you can imagine like burnout plays a role there because what severed the link mm-hmm literally a burned out link yep 
between mind and body. Yeah. And she did the right thing right. by saying, no, this is not healthy for me. It's not safe for me. I can easily step down and back and let others take the floor. And it was the best example that I've seen in a very long time in such a large platform of someone saying enough is enough for me right now. And I'm good. Um, and it was amazing because I think it's allowing everybody to make those decisions that it's okay to say no, it's okay to step away. It's okay to quit. It's okay to do whatever you need to do for you to be physically and mentally healthy. Um, but at the same time, as, as, applauding as a lot of people were about that scenario, there were a lot of people that just didn't understand how that was a good choice, you know? And I think it's the way our society and our mm -hmm. culture has built this, um, that burnout should be a badge of honor, right? Like you should be, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've seen that so many, it's like, you should, you should be the first one to work and the last one to leave mm -hmm. and work on the weekends and answer your phone whenever you need to. And it's like, that's not sustainable over a long term. Um, and we've made it be a shameful thing if we right. say no, or we step away. And so I was excited to see it. Cause I was like, yes, finally we're seeing it, that it's okay to say no um, mm -hmm. and take away that stigma and the shame of trying to keep yourself happy and, um, satisfied and mentally healthy. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the paradigm is leave it all in the field. Mm -hmm. You know, you could burn out, but after the game, right. <laughs> you give, you know, or after the performance or after the show or whatever it is, like that's the movie paradigm of like, I run, mm -hmm. I got my, the last bit of juice in me and I fall over on the finish line and I just fall over and there. Now I can relax. And right. sometimes the burnout phase happens before then, because, you know, you mentioned before there were a lot of people who had a problem, which, you know, I have a big opinion. <laughs> I won't go where because <laughs> there's a lot of things that can be said culturally and the stuff that I usually talk about, but I'll keep yeah. it at the burnout phase. Just that sense of like, you know, those people didn't just pipe up after she withdrew. That's been there the whole time. And right. talking about the distinction between doing things because you want to first do things because you feel like you have to, like imagine the pressure of hearing every single minute of every single day where you're going to get four gold. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you know, do a Michael Phelps. You're, you know, like, and you're just going to rack up goals. Or you know? you, we, or we need you to win right. as a group or as a team. Like you have to hold you're us together. Yeah. That's it. You're, that's your job. And like, yeah, the pressure of that, like, and we're not just talking about a year of training for the Olympics. That's a lifetime yeah. of behavior and messaging sent to athletes particularly that like you have to be the best a hundred percent of the time or you're not good enough yeah. and like whoa and you know and to with the moment that i knew because i don't know like you know i don't know about the twisties i don't know about whatever mm -hmm. but the moment i knew was a burnout thing was when she went up to one of her like when she announced she said i'm not having fun mm -hmm. like you know she didn't say like i have some disease she didn't say that i have a condition that's diagnosable she said i'm not having fun yeah. And I'm like, all right, I, I've done this in psychotherapy about 50 times <laughs> over the last how many, uh, how many months, really? Uh, you know, she's doing things because she feels like she has to, not because she wants to burn out. Lady, do your thing, mm -hmm. you know? And, I, and I, you're right. I'm glad that we're starting to come, starting to come to a point in our society where that's more acceptable, but it's still kind of not. It's kind of not. It's I mean, it's still kind of not. 
It's right? kind of not. And I think I see it mostly in the workplace. Right. Like it's still very much, you know, kind of side-eyed when you speak up and make, you know, you try to create space for those conversations mm -hmm. to happen. So there is no stigma to it. It is still side-eyed as far as like, yeah, but it's like, we got to get but rid of the yeah, that, but. <laughs> what does your selfish decision mean for the rest of our company? Who's going to take up your work slack? Right. Are right. you going to make sure that everybody else can do your job while you're doing your selfish thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we heard a lot of like, oh, it must be nice, right? Like, oh, must, oh, be, must nice be nice to go mm -hmm. take a day off for your mental health must be nice. You also have that ability. Like it's you that's not being taken away from you. Like you still have the ability to say like, no, I also need a day off. Um, and so I think creating a space, whether it's at work or in your hobbies, for us, it's our gaming hobby, right. like of creating the space where if people don't want to attend game night, it's okay. And we shouldn't guilt trip people into attending or peer pressure them into attending. Mm -hmm. Like some people don't have enough spoons in the day. Like, so yeah, that's a perfect transition. Let's talk <laughs> yeah. about, so like, I think we've laid the groundwork about understanding, you know, the biologicals of burnout, that it's different from this pressure, different from these reactions, where it comes from, this feeling of obligation, this feeling of kind mm -hmm. of like pushing it through. And then we, this psychological kind of shutdown moment. And, you know, and, and things change. Like there's a, you know, in Simone Biles' case, it was like a literal, almost literal separation between mind and body mm -hmm. but it's the same thing and like you know at a, at a at a less it may be a less um like out loud way but you know kind of like i am here but i'm not here i'm on total autopilot i'm not mm -hmm. getting like we all know that at work at home with our friends with all kind of stuff and also in our games which sounds weird and, and like <laughs> how can you get burned out in games but christine's going to tell you exactly how you can get burned out on games yeah. So like, I think, you know, bringing it back to the, the, why do we have a hobby? Typically people have hobbies to escape and find joy and pleasure in whatever that hobby may be for us. It's gaming. And we love to sit down around a table to push cubes and plastic or whatever it might be, whatever you get out of gaming. And sometimes there are times where you don't want to do that. And um, I think having that feeling of a sense of obligation to do it, or you're just not having fun anymore, but you still do it because you're the fourth in the group and we've got campaign night. And if you're not there, I feel like legacy <laughs> has just completely thrown all these legacy games. Oh my, what, what is such a great thing. We could play 18 games of the same thing. And it's like, how many groups, have, you know, cause like pandemic legacy came out the first one and, you know, excitement and whatever. And then like mm -hmm. two weeks later, oh my God, my group fell apart. This person that, you know, they didn't commit to it. Uh, I heard so many people that were like, you made a promise. Oh, and, right. You know, and it's like, you know, the, uh, you people should keep their promises. When did people stop keeping promises? And I'm like, wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> is this supposed, you know, and we hear this a lot, like gaming's supposed to be fun and it is supposed to be fun. Um, and it should also be a space where you feel like you can be your, your true self. And if your true self is having a tough day and you mm -hmm. can't make it to campaign night, then that collectively needs to be okay with the groups. Now, there are some companies that have been making legacy style games that make it easy for people to come in and go out. And, you know, you don't have to have those set people who started the game, um, which I think is nice. But I think, you know, just being true to your group, are you a gaming group that can sustain a legacy game? And if you right. can't sustain it, can you all be honest and open and have grace with the folks that might need a day off? I think that could easily lead to burnout um, as a gamer, right? The mm -hmm. other thing I see a lot of the times 
um, is if you are a gamer and you have a really tough time finding people to play with over time, that could cause a lot of burnout and almost kind of this, um, I used to play roller derby and I left the sport when I felt like I was done with what I needed the sport to do for me, you know, and I, I walked away because I didn't want to leave the sport when I got mad at it or angry or upset. And so I think sometimes people stay in gaming up until the point where they don't like it anymore. And then they literally cut themselves off fully from, from gaming because it was just, it brought, you know, the, 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 the seesaw tipped and it was fun. And then it tipped to not being fun. And they're like, I just, I'm, I can't even look at a game because it emotes all these feelings for me. So I think knowing how you can bring games to the table without getting to the point of being upset with how it makes you feel or what that turns you into as a person. Cause I think we've all played games with people where over the course, they've just turned into people that are like, I don't even know you anymore. Like what's, what's happened here. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think just being true to yourself and knowing why you're playing the game and then being true to yourself that if you need to step away to step away from gaming. The stresses can come internally or externally. We talked yep. about legacy and the external pressure that a group can put on you. It mm -hmm. can also be internal. Like you talked before about uh, wanting to have a group, but not, not finding that group yeah. and just that constant burn of like, I want, I want, I want, I want. Yeah. Whenever I do, um, like I see a burnout client, I was like, okay, tell me about your I wants. Mm. You know, and, and then they'll start to open up. I want, I want, I want. And normally in that, in a burnout case, it's like, okay, I want, and I can't have, I mm -hmm. want, and I can't have, I want, and I can't have, I want, and I can't have, or I want, and somebody stopping me, okay. I, or I want, you know, that, that kind of thing. Or like, you know, I want, but uh, I can't pursue it because I feel like I should do this other thing. All right. There's mm -hmm. all this, but like, I want is very definitely at the heart of it. So like, you know, it, that could be internal. It's like, I want to uh, enjoy this Kickstarter that I backed a year ago. Right. The Kickstarter is finally here and I mm -hmm. want to enjoy it, but I'm in a different mental space and I'm in a different mm -hmm. gamer space than the, yeah. than the thing that came in a year ago. Or like, you know, I have a shelf of shame. Ooh, mm. ooh. Who's yeah, that. <laughs> why is it shameful to have games that you haven't played? Like, I don't know. I, it should be a shelf of opportunity, right? Like, I see. Okay, so I I see what people are saying. It's like, you know, um, when you have a shelf of shame, that means that you're spending more than is useful, and that's an indication of like a lack of character. Like, okay. I don't have self control. Gotcha. And that becomes like a like a shaming thing. So mm -hmm. it's like my, you know, you look at your shelf of shame, like, and like, I actually have kind of a little growing, it's like three or four games. I try really hard to kind of keep my game played at least. Yeah. So like, if, but still, I, it's just some games on there and some games about some friends. Oh my God, I feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, you look at that and you feel like, okay, why did I spend money on this? Mm. If I can't, if I can't play it and that we're really good at this. We prejudge ourselves. We mm -hmm. imagine what other people would say. We imagine yeah. like there's somebody coming down the stairs from behind us and they're like, well, what do you have those games for? Mm -hmm. Like, why do you and have all these? What are you doing? And those? <laughs> yeah. We, and we imagine it. it mm -hmm. We just, it, we fill in the gaps. Right. And so that becomes, so that's an internal, like that can cause burnout too, because, you know, it may be that it's just not the right time. You're not, the passion isn't there or mm -hmm. you're, you're into, into other things. And it's like, the, but the, the, you still feel that shame and unaddressed. 
unforgiven, unreframed, mm. as we, you know, as we say, like that will just build and build and build. Just like, you know, I, I bought something and I'm not playing it. I, that, that reflects poorly on me. Yeah. Uh, and then that turns into that little voice in your head, right? That you just play over and over and over again. That's like that. There's an eternal <laughs> stare person coming up behind yeah. you eternally. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then that like that makes you feel guilty, right? And then you just start feeling guilty that you haven't played your unwrapped games on your shelf or you haven't made it to the second campaign night in a row. Or so you know, we a lot of it is internal in the sense of that it's a lot of guilt and pressure that we put on ourselves because of whatever perception we want to put out there or whatever we think people are thinking about us, right? It's usually always that what are what are we what are we worried about other people thinking about who we are? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that voice over and over again can cause you to get burnout where you're just like, nope. I just, none of it, not even going to look at, look at it anymore. Yeah. It's like, you know, you whip the horse to make it go faster. Eventually the horse can lay down. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. horse be like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you whip me all you want. <laughs> you know? Whether I lay down or run, you're going to whip me. So I might as well just lay here. <laughs> right. Right. And I think, you know, being honest with yourself, I think is a big, big thing of being very self-reflective of like where you're at in your gaming journey what you know i think everybody has a journey and some people have expiration dates on those journeys that are overlooked Mm -hmm. (laughs) and maybe they should have stepped away a long time ago and and it's not necessarily gaming it could be anything really Mm -hmm. um but i think just being honest with yourself and also giving yourself just the grace to just be okay to say i'm good right now i don't need to play a game or i don't need to feel the pressure to play a game Mm -hmm. um and that's just as a general consumer gamer like that's just you know and i think with kickstarter and you know our hobby has grown so drastically in the sense that there are so many games out coming out all the time right Right. we we, got to talk about the social keeping the formal to keeping up with the joneses and you know like it's facebook like gives the impression that it's like I have, there's like one gamer and it's constant that one gamer is like gaming all the time with right. all the latest stuff. That's how, right. not that, that we know with our conscious minds, that's true, but that's how our brains register the scroll. It yeah. feels like, you know, or one game or one group or something. It's like playing all the games mm-hmm. and I have to catch up. And that sounds stupid that like, why do you, you know, people will say, why do you feel like whatever, but like we're wired to respond to if other people are doing stuff. Right. So it's like, if I feel like another person is, is having all the fun in gaming, like that's going to f- pull at us. Mm-hmm. Why aren't I doing that? Why don't right. I have this? Why aren't I th- yep. th- have access to groups? Why don't da, 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 you know? Well, and because we see that and then it makes us feel lesser right. for whatever reason, which is crazy. Right. And I think because the hobby's grown so much and games are coming at us in every single direction, mm-hmm. um, we can easily be bombarded with so much content or product gaming um, that if we're not either getting it quick enough or getting it played fast enough um, or posting about just maybe we are playing it, but we're not sharing that, you know, it's like, oh, I need to show that I'm part of that larger group that's in the midst of all of this Mm -hmm. FOMO stuff that's happening. Um, And it's just insane pressure that we're putting on ourselves to, like you said, keep up with the Joneses for what, for what, what, what's the purpose? (laughs) 
we can't help it. Like as as a human as human psychology, we just get pulled in. I mean, we can help it, but it's just it's yeah. a struggle. And and like just even fighting FOMO could be exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not. I I know with my conscious brain that I'm not. You know, in the thing, and I know I'm. I know I'm, I'm being smart when I purchases, but it's still a struggle because our other like lower half is like, give me games. <laughs> I want to be part of the cool people, and even that can cause its burnout. Like that struggle to like mm-hmm. not reject, and so we don't help as content creators, nope. <laughs> we don't help at all. So we'll get mm-hmm. to that. But I did want to mention one more thing before we get to the content creator okay. piece, which is like, I I actually go through periods of burnout as a gamer, not just a content mm-hmm. creator, but as a gamer by playing a lot of new stuff and learning a lot of new rule sets. Mm-hmm. Rule sets are as wonderful as they are. Like do we like games are enabled by rule sets. Like that's what a game is. It's rule set yep. <laughs> that yep. enables like X, Y, and Z fun and challenge, whatever it is. But I find it pretty exhausting to play the quote unquote new hotness or like, you know, play with other people and constantly have to upload a new rule oh, set mm-hmm. all the time. And I, that can really burn me out. Well, yeah. And I think what Rob has mentioned a lot of times is that like our brains can only hold so much information, right? right. And what he senses sometimes is that the the fi- the filing cabinets of rule books yeah. is starting to take over the rest of his filing cabinets for other information that's mm-hmm. important that he retains <laughs> and so like you know as we're di- like we're constantly downloading and then having to process all of that and then mm-hmm. spit it back out so other people understand it the rules um that's that's exhausting over time right and i think that that that's a big piece of it is it like just the ask the actual actions of playing the game over and over and over again without a break can be exhausting and you'll have again i i have like the reddit troll or like the facebook post in the back of my mind going oh, well just play the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. sometimes that's not the dynamic of the group Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes you have annoying people like Jason who has review copies, like where, and we have to get the review copy played. And it's like, okay, well, we guess we're playing this new thing today. Or yeah. sometimes, you know, other people because they're buying games and they're backing games and the things are coming in. So it's like the, you know, you're running into like multiple things at once. So it's like, okay, people are clearing out their shelves of shame, mm-hmm. trying to. Yeah. And, you know, you can say, well, just play the same thing and you won't have to upload the rule. But then other people are upset. It's like, oh, I bought this game and I brought it and I want to share it. Mm-hmm. you know because I, I, I have the guilt of, if i don't mm-hmm. it'll or, end up on my yeah. shelf of shame or yeah or it could be a good thing it's like oh i just got this let's yeah. play this i don't want to okay fine yeah <laughs> i'm learning a new game today I guess so. yeah and so there's so many so many group dynamics that just make that just take the easy advice and just dump all over it mm-hmm. well and i think too there's a, a a very much larger conversation i think when it comes to just gaming and the space that you game in. And Jason, you talk a lot about this on Shelf Stories is like, you might not have the luxury and the privilege of having a safe gaming environment. Mm -hmm. That's stressful. And that can cause people to not want to be in the hobby and to get burned out very quickly. Um, So I think, you know, it's not maybe necessarily about the actual game playing, but there's also that huge macro level that we have to consider that it Mm -hmm. is more difficult for some people to just play games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that can be exhausting. Right. Sure, I'll go there. <laughs> it <laughs> is exhausting sometimes to be a POC mm-hmm. amongst a bunch of white males and have and play a game that is tickling my that back of my brain 
of like, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. And either I say something and it's like, why are you saying something? Mm. Or I don't say something and I sit with the, mm. whatever crap I'm, I'm watching on the board. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I, you know, I, not, not, no, no accident. Puerto Rico is a big thing, you know, but there's so many like other games that just kind of do these, these really kind of uh, things like quest for El Dorado, the, you mm. know, like a, a nice little game. That's just like, you know, oh, okay. Uh, you know, we're just going to go into and we're going to measure treasure, but then I go and I open it and it's a bunch of white males. Mm. And, you know, we have the one native who's called native. His job is native. Mm. And he is like one card. And it's like, I'm in the middle of South America. There's more than one. There's more right. than one. And right. like it. And so like, you know, it's someone put it on me. It's like, oh, well, that's you putting it on there. But like, I, I have my life experience. Like I've right. been there. So I can't unlearn what I know. Mm-hmm. And I can't just do the, it's just the game thing. Right. Like, cause you know, I don't want to do, it's just the game. I want to immerse and enjoy. And I can't just shut that off. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, there's that, that's, and that's the cultural level. We don't even, I mean, I'm sure you have many experiences of being a, a woman at the table and feeling right. comfortable and, you know, having to deal with comments and all that nonsense. Right. Right. And, you know, and I think too, you know, sometimes you, like you said, you have choices of being outspoken about those things. And then sometimes you don't, and then you sit there and, you know, it still sticks. Like, right. I think whatever the stress is that you're experiencing when you game, we put it somewhere in our body, right? It's not, uh, I think a lot of times people think, well, I'll just let it roll off my back, right? And I'll just let it yeah. go. It still sticks somewhere. Yeah, roll off your back into your like shoulder blades. <laughs> right, and, 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 <laughs> like and it's, it sticks It's going there. somewhere else. <laughs> and I think, you know, compounded time after time after time, like that leads to burnout, if yeah. not, having an escape for it or a release for it or to process that. And so I think we're getting better. I would like to feel as a hobby of being able to talk about things that are not right and okay to create safe places for people. Um, But I think the reality too, is that it's still not as safe as it can be um, for a lot of people do enjoy it a hundred percent of the time or as much fully as, as everybody thinks, you know, and this is probably a whole, but like, it's not always rainbows and puppy dogs. No, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> and we can't so. just get there by saying, make it rainbows and puppy dogs, AKA right. it's just a game. Like we have to actually make it right. happen. Right. So uh, that, that many episodes in shelf stories to talk all about <laughs> this stuff. We're going to definitely, I'll, I'll, I thank you much, very much, Christina, for giving me a little bit of advertising space for yeah. my good trouble series and everything. Yep. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so let's get back to content creation. Cause okay. I think that there is, Again, this is not in a spirit of like, okay, now we're going to enable gays. Like I, 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 I think both Christine and I agree, like we want to be transparent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, we want to give the audience that listens to us. And like, that's what Blue Bank, Pink Bank is all about. Like you guys are the transparent as anything. Like you guys talk about, what are you talking about? Yeah. With your, like, with your marriage and everything and like things that just oh. happen in your family <laughs> and your kids. And yeah. Like, and like, but you know, I, I get that initial thing, but it's like, oh, well, they're just being real and honest. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think that's the spirit in which you want to share some things about our own, you know, yeah. experiences getting with burnout and uh, uh, among I'll say media I, I don't like content creation yeah. for various reasons but whatever you, well what we know no, what we talk about yeah I think you know whatever however you identify with the the product that you're putting out into the world be it content or media whatever it might be um I think over time we definitely get into these phases and and I I've been there multiple times of being just burned out with um putting out 
content and our content is in the form of a podcast. Um, and it's a little different because it's an audio, it's audio people typically, you know, I don't usually get to be mm -hmm. seen on camera. Um, and so putting audio content out, we have our engagement with our listeners through our discord and our social media platforms and things like that. Um, but usually it's just putting things out into the ether, right. And never really understanding like are, what are we, you know, we don't really get a lot back as far as like what we're producing. And mm -hmm. for time that can be, you know, tiresome of always wondering, like, are we doing things well? Are we not? Is it enjoyable? Are people looking at us? But I think as media looking at the why that you're doing it mm -hmm. really will help keep you in the world for a long, long, longer period of time than not, you know, I think thinking about your sustainability. Um, and I think one thing that burns us out is always, you know, quantifying what we're doing, like numbers, numbers right? Numbers. Like Clicks, downloads, whatever yeah. it is. I was just going to say that, like uh, you mentioned before about like, because I used to run a podcast as well for four mm -hmm. years. Right. And I saw the numbers. Mm -hmm. There's no, there's, I had like three ratings on iTunes like a year. <laughs> so there's not much the feedback there. And like I would post on yeah. different forums and you wouldn't get much feedback there. Like the podcast is very much, I'm walking my dog, I'm in my car and mm -hmm. I'm not gonna interact while I'm doing these things. I'm just kind of like occupied by something else and you're on the background. So you don't have that like immediate feedback to episodes and conversations about it as mm -hmm. part of the wise and I watch video. Um, but when you don't have that, then it's just like, all you have is numbers. Right. Right. You know, so like talk a little bit about like, we, we didn't talk about like numbers. We did. And, and quantity. And, and, quantity. Like, and what that does, how that can, how that can be such a source of burnout just in and of itself. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, our show, we had four co-hosts um, and slowly over the years, we've, you know, our co-hosts have left and now it's, you know, it's, it's Rob and I, um, and the reasons our co-hosts have left were for perfect reasons that they needed to walk away. Um, and super supportive of us, you know, people that making that choice, but Rob has always been one of the ones that have always looked at the downloads and the clicks and the, um, the number of listens and, and really quantifying that. And, and he was always under the impression that it needed to be on the upward mm -hmm. curve, right. That it always needed to be getting more. Um, and if it wasn't on an upward curve, even if it was a plateau, which plateaus are great. Cause that means you're sustaining your product, right? Mm -hmm. um, it was always the, what are we doing wrong, right? Why, why aren't we reaching more people or why aren't more people downloading us? Um, and for me, I'm very much a person of like, I enjoy putting out our podcasts. I like talking about games. I like sharing our experience about games. And so I'm not so much worried about how many downloads we have. Like, it, you know, you always have to balance it of like, is, and what I'm doing worth it, right? Whatever that worth is for you. Um, but at the end of the day, eh, if we get more downloads, great. If we don't, that's okay. Cause I'm still having fun and enjoying what I'm doing. Um, but there are definitely been times where it's just like, I just don't want to tonight. Right. I don't have enough spoons for it. I just, I'm not in the mindset of wanting to do it. You know, I don't have the twisties, but I definitely have this disconnect of like, it's just going to be being going through the motions. And mm -hmm. is that is that, is that fair to our listeners? Is that being authentic enough for our listeners? Um, and it definitely happens. And I think FOMO, and I don't think FOMO is the right word for media. I think it's just more of the pressure 
of seeing what everybody else is doing mm -hmm. and attempting to stay relevant in that world, um, or at least in a way that keeps people coming back for more views, more listens, more whatever. What is that? And what does that look like? Our brains aren't tuned to see the thing behind us. Mm -hmm. Our brains are tuned to see the thing in front of us, the thing right in front of us, because that's what inspires us to keep going. Right. So like, you know, if I have a, a YouTube, my YouTube, I, the numbers are very public, my 2,300 mm -hmm. subscribers. Thank goodness. I, 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 the last, the first time I talked to you, like I had like a thousand and I was like, yeah. And now I'm like, I have 2,300 and I'm like, oh, I can get more. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works. Right. So yeah. it's like, so talking, so like, you know, to drill down, it's not necessarily numbers that burn you out. It's chasing numbers. Chasing numbers, yeah. That's what that's the way the burnout comes from. Because mm -hmm. the numbers could be anything. So it's like if I was at a thousand, my 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 standard had been just exceeded because I just did whatever. And now, like I'm at a different numbers level. I'm mm -hmm. very happy with where I am. But like I look at other channels. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> you know, I look at Thinker Themer. Uh, I love Thinker Themer. They're, yeah. they're celebrating their first year, seven thousand some odd subs, and I know why they're doing it. They're adorable. They do game coverage, and they're very uh, charismatic. They do a lot of coverage, way different than what I'm doing. But a part right. of me is going, oh. <laughs> right, right. Like <laughs> you, you know, and I can't. Like I, mean, I try as much as I can to like talk myself off and I'm usually successful, but just the, mm. you know, I, they, it comes up every once in a while. And I, I'm sorry to pick up bigger theme, but there's, there's others, but like, yeah, no, I think, like, I, I think yeah. any new, um, you know, whatever new media that comes on board, right. right. Um, we're always comparing ourselves to right. one another. We're always, and what's crazy too, is that like every media that's out there, are, it's like apples and oranges. Like nobody's really doing the same identical mirrored item. Like mm -hmm. we're all very different, but at the same, like, but we, for whatever reason, our human eyes and brains just all put us in one category. And we think like, oh, well, we're all doing the same thing. Why are they better than this and me better than that? And why can't I be as much as that? And so I think that chasing part really burns us out. Right. Um, and we do ourselves such a huge disservice mm -hmm. too. When we look at it that way, instead of reframing it to the sense of like, look at all this amazing content that people can choose from. Mm -hmm. And, oh, I have this subset of group that chooses to listen to our podcast. Cool, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. We're doing something right. Mm -hmm. um, but it is tough. It's, it's definitely tough. And, mm -hmm. you know, we've seen, you've seen people leave the industry because they've just gotten burned out. And it might not have been because they were chasing numbers. It could have been because of some of the other macro level things that we've talked about that happen. Well, what often happens, just to get back on the numbers thing, just for a second, I want to yeah. go on some of the other things that can burn you out because it's plenty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's plenty. <laughs> there's so much. Um, there's so much. Um, I think in terms of the chasing numbers and like, you know, not really like setting clear goals, mm -hmm. letting, you know, whatever externals and whatever comparisons like set it for us. So like, you know, I have this much, but then I'm comparing myself to that person. I get to that person, I have to compare myself to the other. That that can be slippery. That, and then and having that too slippery is a problem. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I, I ran into a problem with um, is that it's a numbers game. And there are definitely things that will get you numbers. And there are definitely things that oh. will not get you numbers, mm -hmm. right? So very often the things that will get you numbers will be anti whatever mission mm -hmm. you are. Right. Because the things that get you numbers are quite boring and quite like steady. Mm -hmm. So like hotness coverage, top, top lists of mm -hmm. any reason and like controversy. Yeah. 
you know, like, you know, I'm calling somebody out. I, I learned that one the hard way by calling people out. Not even mean to do it. It's just like, I just want to respond. That is all of a sudden, oh my God, he's going to come or whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, so things that, you know, maybe you didn't find your channel to do, you know, you didn't find your channel necessarily to play the new hot list. You just, you found that it's a cover games, but you noticed, hey, this video got 6K mm. where my previous video got 500. That's mm. cool. Let me try to cover the 6K, yep. my, the, the Kickstarter or the big minis game or the big latest strategy game or whatever it is. Or let me, you know, like I'll do, I get, I'm burned out for a thing. Let me just you know, fart out a top 10 list. And mm -hmm. I've happened to think top 10 lists are, but, you know, this is a, a little bit of a, <laughs> a, a, maybe a controversial statement, but like top 10 lists are like the cud of content. <laughs> like they're just like recycled, rechewed, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like it, it's, it's warmed over. And it's like, you know, it's almost like, you know, fast food here i will have um, done the processing and thinking for you right don't play don't don't bother sampling deck builders on your own listen to my top 10 deck builders mm -hmm. you know and well, how and now again to go back into the like the quantity of games we have right. how can it be whittled down to just 10 like i don't understand <laughs> have they played every single right. deck builder ever in the world probably mm -hmm. not you mm -hmm. know it's it's the, it's the 10 that are either accessible to them or whatever it might be so right. i think i think it is but again people love it you know they like the numbers don't lie like numbers they, don't lie we like yeah. you know i on the one stop card we have a 200 and some odd episodes 240 and maybe 12 of our top 20 are topless mm -hmm. just you know year-end list and whatever yep. we feel we feel like just you know it's just like okay we just you know we're hitting episode 100 let's let do a list that's that's like a way yeah. to do like a, to the market episode yeah and that can be cool like i'm not i don't want to dump all on top list but i yeah. feel like you know that can be a numbers trap yeah well and i think too it, it feeds into us as a society of always like we need the information now right. and fast and i need it to be given to me rather than me doing the work and so that's right. why i feel a lot of those are really popular is it's like yes. um that immediate um <laughs> fulfillment of like i have the information now because it's it's nice and right. packaged up in this little top 10 list and it takes you like doing stuff like that can take you away from your mission yeah now you're going in away from i'm doing what i want to and now I'm into, I'm doing what I think I have to. Right. Yeah. I'll give a perfect example, Jason. Like, so our podcast, I mean, we're going on six years now. And so we were fairly early, not as early as some of the traditional original podcasts that were out there, but we were kind were, of on the scene pretty You were quickly. in the second wave. Like you yeah. guys were definitely like, you know, cause a lot of people came in the hobby 20, like 14, 15, 16, mm -hmm. and they went on the dice tower and they yep. looked at that list and there you were. Like yeah. you were among the few that were there at the time. So we were in there pretty early. And then what we started to see as a industry is a shift from just away from just podcasts and more into video, right? right. And I think that third wave was that shift into yeah. more of the video stuff. And we, um, when that happened, when we saw that happening with media, we had a lot of conversations as a show of like, do we also need to be jumping into video? Like if that's the way, if that's where the industry is going, if that's where the clicks are going and the, the quantity and the numbers are going, should we also jump into that bandwagon? And I was very much like, but that's just not who we are, right? That's right. not what we set out to do. That's not what we do. That's not our product. And so I was very happy that we collectively decided not to do video because that's not what we were about. You know, we were about 
people sitting down and talking about our gaming experiences. And yeah, we could have done that on video, but but this just wasn't us. And so we didn't, I was happy that we didn't fall into that trap. And it's not a trap, but just that wasn't it who is. we were. It's a trap, like, because it's more numbers. Like the more numbers mm. is always, like the chasing number thing is always going to be a, a thing mm. because it just, there's that dopamine rush of like, I hit 10,000, I hit this, that third thing. And, mm. you know, just if, if it's sometimes, some traps are easy to avoid, you know, for others, for some people, they fall right into it. And other people yeah. are like, oh, I'm not going to fall into that. Um, so, I mean, it is, it absolutely is. Like, anytime you get into increase this, do X to increase numbers. Mm, mm-hmm. Anytime yeah. that could be a tra- So this is like a message to content creators. Like, you know, if you find that like you are like get that tickle for like, oh, mm-hmm. I can get those numbers up a little bit. Yeah. Th- th- that's all honey traps. Yeah. And so I think just reassessing what your product is and why you're doing it. Like, what's your mission? Why, what's your why behind what you're doing it? Um, I think that'll help keep you, you know, keep your compass in line of, of staying on track and then being able to keep that for a sustainable period of time where you don't get burned out. So what are some of those other things that you were, th- before I cut you off, I sincerely <laughs> apologize. We'll get back, no, but like there's okay. other stuff like that, that can burn you out as a content creator. Yeah. I think, I think the world of social media, mm. um, and just, you put a product out into the world, you're going to get feedback on it, right? Good, mm. bad, ugly in between sideways, whatever it might be over time that can be tiresome, especially if it's hateful, right? Mm. I think we're seeing still that there are a lot of ugly, people in the world saying ugly things about product that people are putting out and for good, good quality product things that people are just getting blasted for some rightfully so, right? Some people are putting things out that should be rightfully blasted. And then some people are just trying to make the hobby a better place and are still getting blasted. And over time that will burn you out because it's just constant. It's that constant you know, thing in your face. And so I think there's, there's that element that happens. I think there's, it's, I think bullying happens a lot in our industry um, in regards to media that can burn people out. And we've seen it happen. People have left um, because of those things. So there are just like all these, and, and this isn't special to gaming hobby. Like this is real stuff that happens in a lot of industries um, that we see play out that can cause you to get burned out over time. If you, A, if you don't know how to recognize it and then you don't know how to address it when it happens to you or to do things like setting up healthy boundaries and to keep yourself safe. Like, I think there's a lot of things that go into it. So those are the big macro things I've seen. I know you, you've got some too that are very, well, I definitely, yeah. I mean, it definitely goes along with what you were talking about, about feedback mm-hmm. and we've gotten into this mode and I'm going to make a video too about this of when you're too happy, mm. you're going to get stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like you put out happy videos, you put out, you know, I like this game and this game is great and everything. And there's this cynicism mm. that you run into where it's like, why are they always happy? I can't trust them. You know, I can, the only, the only of you I trust is a bad one. Because mm-hmm. then I know that they're not in the pockets of this person, and I know that oh, right, you know, or or whatever. Like, I mean, I the way one commenter put it was like, uh, you know, you're on, you know, you're you're happy in front of the camera, mm-hmm. and then when the camera turns off, you're looking at you, the, whatever you featured, and you go, what a piece of crap. 
<laughs> I can't believe I had to spend 15 minutes oh. talking about this piece of crap. Like, mm-hmm. the, and I and I heard like I, I read a comment that's like that's what I'm afraid of. Oh, and I'm like, why are you afraid of that? <laughs> like, that's what are we getting out of it? Like, we, mm-hmm. what, we're not getting rich. Like, we're not. You know, okay, I yeah. get some free games, but you realize the cure for free games is more free games, especially right. the ones you have to cover because it's like you end it. You eventually, it's like uh, you get burned out on the, the the influx oh and it's like it yeah. is not a draw anymore people it really isn't mm-hmm. and yes i get it like you rather get than not get i'm not saying that that's a terrible thing but that obligation from the publisher end of like mm-hmm. i gotta cover this and i call it the swing in the sea of sevens mm-hmm. like i play a lot of games that are seven out of ten mm-hmm. you know and when i play a game that's seven out of ten i will but it, it fit my face forward that's the that's the seal of approval on the dice tower that's like a game that will make people happy not a game that necessarily will stick around a collection, but like it'll make people happy. So I'm going to put my best face forward. So yeah. like if I play those games too often, I, you know, like that's not awesome. Yeah. And it is definitely not a reason to compromise my integrity. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's where I really get it. It's like where people like, I'm, I'm trying the best I can over here and I'm trying to be honest as I can, you mm-hmm. know, transparent, my biases, everything. And like to, for people to have a comment that where my integrity is questioned yeah. or where, you know, another content creator where they have to deal with this nonsense mm-hmm. or like, you know, that oh, you're not doing it the way that this person does it. Or you're, you should learn from this person. <laughs> it, it, yeah. You it, can dismiss it once or twice, mm-hmm. but then just the, whenever you release an episode or whenever, whenever you kind of post on, you know, a certain type of game, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it came, it bummed me out. Yeah. I think that's really fair to, to talk about just like, I think just the X, like you said, I think, you know, thinking of that expectation and it not being met and then saying like, well, there's something must be wrong then. Like, so if you are looking for us to be honest and our honest opinion is that we like this game and you see that maybe that's clouded in like mis misalignment, that's not on me. That's, that's your reflection of like, whatever you feel like I'm telling you how I feel about a game. And we've, you know, we rate games from zero to six pegs and there have been some games that we've rated zeros and ones. And, and we are very clear about why we rate games like that. And it's not because we just want to trash on a game. Mm -hmm. Like that's not the purpose. That's not beneficial for the publishers. It's not beneficial for the designer of the game. Like if, if, but we, if we explain why for me as an individual, this didn't align with my gaming taste, that's my thoughts and opinions about it. And our show, we have sponsors on our show and we cover some of their games on our show and we don't favor them more than any other game on our show. Although the general public doesn't see that, like to your point, if they Mm -hmm. see it of like, oh, you must be in the pocket of, or you're bought or whatever Mm -hmm. terminology it may be. And it's like, "Mm, no, that's, that's not it either. (laughs) And to your point, like, no one's getting rich doing this. <laughs> like we're not making a ton of money here. Um, and the other thing too is like, why would I want to spend hours upon hours, you know, playing a game that I don't like? Like I just like it's not not something I want to do either. So if we don't like it, we're gonna say we don't like it, and here's why. And I'm gonna talk about the games I do like too. Yeah. So. 
Anything else in terms of like that can burn out content creators? I'm sure I feel like we've there's some there's other stuff aspects to it that we missed everything. Yeah, I think there's other things. I think, you know, there are things that happen um, where, you know, we just need to take a break. And I think the biggest thing with burnout, the most important thing with burnout is that it's okay to take a break. And we've seen a lot of people say, hey, I'm taking a social media break or I'm taking a Twitter break or I'm going to be offline for two months or whatever it may be great. I think that's perfectly healthy way to kind of get realign yourself into your purpose or your mission or whatever you're putting out there. Um, so I think taking breaks are great. Um, another thing is make sure you get a lot of sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Sleep is like Mm -hmm. a magical thing uh, that will help a a lot of folks, but you're right, Jason, there are a ton of other things that, um, we could save for other, segments to talk about but as far as burnout goes it's it's real it happens to all of us you're not alone i think that's the big thing um and just recognizing when you get to that point as an individual um and what you can do with that like how are you gonna step back from that ledge or step away from it for a moment so that you can keep putting out the amazing if you're if you're a media person keep putting out that amazing stuff and if you're a gamer gamer, keep being able to play those games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, some strategies we can end. Let's end on some strategies. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, I guess for me, I'll start, well, let's go back and forth. I, I, have, I have a couple of thinking. Of. Okay. So then, you know, we've talked about how like group dynamic kind of locks in, mm-hmm. but let's say it's a group and the group is kind of in a rut, not in a rut, but like there's certain people that are kind of happy with where they're going or other people that are not, or like, I've actually seen this happen where like no one's happy. Mm. But like, but we're not talking <laughs> oh, I'm about here it. to play a game, oh. because, but we're not talking about it, right? Yeah. Because you know it's it's routine, mm. and you know we have to be here for Thursdays, and that you know if I don't come for Thursdays, it all sorts of stuff will happen. So it's like, you know, sometimes you just need to kind of like verbalize that, you know, like a, verbalize the the group think idea mm-hmm. and see if people feel like are different, and you know, like because I think that there's this presumption that like, well. I'm just going to go with the group wants. And mm. sometimes we presume wrong. Yeah. And sometimes that maybe the group is, is maybe the group is open to a change. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, let's not play the new thing. Let's just play the another, the same thing. If pandemic is a table for the 9,000th time, I'm not complaining, right. not happening. And then the campaign thing. So it's like, if you are in the middle of a campaign, and it's like, well, we got to finish, but you're not feeling it like mm-hmm. that. That should that should be OK. And I know <laughs> yeah. and I know people are going to go against us like you made a promise. And, you know, like we're still it's still a social contract. It's still human l- flesh and blood beings playing a hobby mm-hmm. like um, it should be OK. Yeah. You know, so if someone's truly not having fun. You know, and I know I'm going to get pushed back on this because it's like, no, you made a promise and people just have that ethic about them. And mm-hmm. I want to take that away. That's like, well, then, OK, let me then let's make that clear beforehand before I sign your contract. Right. How are you going to be about this contract? <laughs> how flexible is this contract? Yeah. So I was like, I need that thing to be flexible because if this game is not doing it for me. I am not stuck playing Charter Stones. I did not like the campaign. For Char- <laughs> I'm not ending this thing if yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. You know? So. There have been multiple legacy games where we've just stopped because we weren't having fun anymore. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, I don't want to, you know, energy and time and money, those have a cost. 
And if I am not getting what I need out of things I'm spending on my time, I'm going to stop doing it. And that should be an entirely acceptable thing for everybody. If you're of the like mind that that's the space you've created. I think another thing, as far as when, you know, you mentioned um, suggesting changes, maybe pick another day of the week, maybe have some food while you play some games, you know, like try something different. Maybe you need to bring a new person into your group or maybe or don't you need play to, that week or don't play that week. Just or, have, just have some drinks. Yeah. Non-alcoholic meat, please. I'll have some ginger ale, please. Uh, and some uh, veggie veggies with dip. So like, what if you, if you have me over, that's what that'll make me happy. Yeah. Cherry Coke. Sorry. Cherry, give me a cherry. And maybe we just need to have that discussion. Like I remember we had that with our, our group in, at, in New York. And we hadn't seen someone had come in and we hadn't seen them for a while. And we mm -hmm. like, okay, let's play, let's lay again on the table. That's what we usually do. And then like, you know, the person's actually had, had a very, had did not, was not happy, mm -hmm. but he wasn't saying anything. Oh, and, mm -hmm. and it was like, you know, cause he didn't want to, you know, harsh the vibe or anything. Mm -hmm. And finally, like, you know, I'm attuned to this stuff because I, I see, I see faces and I'm like, yeah. what are we doing? He's clearly mm -hmm. not happy. Let's just put this thing away and mm -hmm. like, just talk. And that ended up being a better night. Yeah. So I think that's okay. I think also if you are in a gaming group where one person is always solely responsible of teaching the game, yes. someone else should step up and offer to take that, that load on because that's a big deal. And that does take a lot of energy as well. So share the responsibility a little bit across the board of whether it's you, you're hosting all the time, or you're always teaching the game or whatever it might be. I think that might help, you know, rejuvenate the group a little bit, or at least keep you from, uh, getting burned out. Um, I think as individuals, you know, I mentioned sleep before, but like sleep is key in our workplace when, you know, typically some people be like, Oh, are you hangry? Like, have you eaten? A lot of people say like, have you eaten? And that kind of feeds into our mental health as well, but really sleep is more important than that. And so a lot of times when I see a lot of my coworkers getting stressed out and burned out, I'm like, how are you sleeping lately? And really asking about, and I'm not talking about quantity of sleep, like how, how much sleep is just the quality of your sleep. Like, how are you sleeping? Um, and so maybe you, you need a nap. I don't know. Maybe you need a nap or sleep better at night. I think that that'll help too. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get stuck in the to-do list mindset of like, I need to finish my to-do list and then I can do mm -hmm. like, the thing mm -hmm. I like. Right. I need to, um, you know, take care of this thing. I got to do this errand. I got to fix this. Mm. Or, you know, if it's a uh, certain types of games, I got to knock off some stuff for the same games and I could, before I can play this other game. And like, what I like to say about to-do lists is like, okay, priority zero is always self-care. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, you can't play the video game if the controller is broken mm -hmm. or the cons console is broken. That, that's, that is priority zero. You know, you can't live without a healthy body and like, so sleep and just, you know, just a healthier life routine in general. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of times, and I think it was Oprah who said this, like someone had called her selfish very early on in her career. And she's like, yeah, I am selfish because I am number one. And if mm -hmm. I don't take care of myself first, then I can't take care of anybody else I'm responsible for. And so I think, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup, always taking care of number one is a, is a huge motto that, a, you should be okay doing those things. And then also you should be okay if other people are saying those things, like right. you should be open and creating that space for that to happen as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and another suggestion I have is change the reason, mm -hmm. like explore changing the reason why you're doing something. Mm -hmm. So it could be the same game. 
So let's say you are stuck in ye old campaign game or, or, or some dynamic is happening where you're just not happy with it. Well, you can play the same game, but like at a different group or mm. solo, mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm doing this for the social aspect. Let me do it for the intellectual challenge instead. Mm-hmm. Let me deepen my engagement with whatever it is. So like, you know, you can game for, for broadness. Like, you know, I'm going to mm-hmm. try to play with a lot of people. Let me change it up and like play it for the intellectual challenge or play for the story. Like, let's say it's mm-hmm. like a D&D type situation. You're, you're gaming your group. Group's not going the way you want, mm. right? Online too, by the way, if you're Zooming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes, and like you're playing for the community because you're there. Like maybe you can play a version of the same game, but like you do it side, you know, uh, off to the side with different players and you're getting a different thing out of it. Yeah. You're doing it because you want to enjoy a story. You're doing it because you want to uh, explore something or learn a world. Sometimes you could really like, you know, in life, you could really do the same things for different reasons mm-hmm. and it just changes the thing. Yeah. I love that. Cause I, I recently had that experience of, I love detective. Like that's my kind of game. Mm-hmm. My brain works well with that. Rob detests that kind I of can't game. Stand it. I can't I, hate it. Yeah. And so homework, uh, the board game is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah. um but and you love homework i know you love I, I do and so i kept trying to get him to play with me and he would acquiesce because he he knew i enjoyed it but that still wasn't fair for his time and energy and being respectful of that so i just ended up playing it by myself solo mm-hmm. and i loved it right. and it was great experience and so i think yeah i think really Again, self-awareness is huge deal. Like, why are you doing it? Find another reason that fills that cup for you and doesn't burn someone else out. It's the same game. Yeah, it's like the same you, game. All you did was reorient what yep. how you approached it. And like, we get into that paradigm, like, okay, games should be social. So I got to mm-hmm. play with somebody. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I like to say games are a technology. Games can do whatever is in the, whatever is possible within the boards and chips and imagination. It's not, yep. games aren't necessarily social. They aren't necessarily anything. They're just whatever you get out of it. Yeah, it's whatever fills you when you play them. I mean, video games are the same way. Like a lot of times those those are solo games as well. And people mm-hmm. play a ton of video games. Um, so really looking at the game and what why you're sitting down at the table. Like what what is it for you that you're getting? Um, and if you're not getting it at that metaphorical table, find a different table. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think as um, media, I think really just being true and authentic to who you are and what your product is. And um, that if you need to take a break, you take a break. Uh, We recently got a new puppy and she's been a handful. And so we had to postpone uh, recording our episode because she's just not at a place where we can devote two plus hours a night to record something. And, you know, is this conversation of like, oh, if we delay the episode, our listeners, will be upset. And I'm like, we have a real life mm-hmm. <laughs> and people will understand if an episode is delayed. So don't, don't feel the pressure. Don't let the pressure be the reason that that burns you out and takes away that product that is valuable to our hobby. Yeah. Do things because you want to do not because yep. you feel like you have to, not because you have to. And when the want to comes in like a clear sense of mission, like a, a what a clear sense of mission does, will it will pull you to that, that North star. Mm-hmm. of you know that the, the basically hanging a north star in your own sky and you're saying whenever i get lost okay let me find north star again let me find yeah. a mission you know what am i trying to accomplish am i trying to am i just trying to have fun mm-hmm. am i just trying to share fun am i just am i artistic and talented and am i just i want to 
outlet for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of like Amy Valdez, you know, who's saying the singer, the hundred, hundred uh, board game parodies. God bless you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> um, and, you know, so other people that do it for the artistic outlet, some people are doing it for the instruction. Some people mm-hmm. are doing it for the erudition. I think mm-hmm. of, like my, my, my friend, the space Biff, who is, is really, really <laughs> smart as a whip. And like, he wants people to think critically. Yes. That's his mission. You know, and my mission is obviously culture and mm-hmm. human, like a humanist at the yeah. end of the day. You know, I want us to be better humans. And that means the culture and the mental health and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's my mission. And, you know, Blue Pack, Pink Bag is the mission is family. And the mission is, you know, just opening those doors, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. and just like, you know, there's an oh, exploring the dynamic of family, which is why I like your podcast so much. There's actually very few. Like, you know, the, the, the family podcast didn't, not, not I think about it. It's like, okay, people who, you know, I was the people, they, there are lots of people that talk about their families, but like as a family unit, right. Not a right. ton of people who really explore that inter, interdynamic space. Yeah. And that, that in and of itself can lead to burnout. Cause it's like, you live with them. That's your family. Mm-hmm. And you also game with them. And then, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, always... my wife and I would kill each other. If we had a podcast, <laughs> we would, we would murder each other. <laughs> I mean, what's, I think the podcast has really been healthy because it does allow us to debate, sure. um, in a manner that's not, um, unhealthy, but it is an outlet for us. So yeah, I think, you know, really coming back to the purpose of what you're doing. Um, and also, that it's okay to take a break and to mm-hmm. step away if that's what you need to do. And it's entirely acceptable. Yeah. Do things to intentionally injure your numbers. Mm-hmm. Tank yeah. your numbers. Yeah. Just to break the spell. If that means take a break, if that means doing something like weirdo that you wanted to do, tank your numbers. Yeah. And we, it's not that bad. Yeah. Try something new too. We, we did an episode where we recorded us playing fiasco one time. Mm-hmm. We had so much fun. Our listeners <laughs> did not like it, <laughs> but it was, it, we, we thought it was great. And so I think that rejuvenated us too. It's like, oh, we did something that was different. Um, shake it up a little bit. Yeah. So suggestions and analysis, and you're not going to get too much like debating between Christina and I. No. <laughs> we're no. pretty much on the same page with a lot of this mental health stuff. We're on, we're in it for the same reason. We want, we want our listeners to be as happy and healthy. Yep. as possible in, the, in our brains and our bodies. That's, mm-hmm. that's what this is all about. Yep. I love it. I think it is good stuff. Hopefully everybody enjoyed the content. Please, con- the content. <laughs> the conversation. Thank you. <laughs> Comment below. Uh, we would love to continue the conversation. Uh, you know, Christina will pop in, the, you know, and because and, it'll be on YouTube and we'll find other ways to kind of disseminate this. We're at the end of our episode. So I would like to invite uh, my friend Christina to uh, tell us where we could find her and all that good stuff. So bluepegpinkpeg.com uh, is our website. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere that you can download podcasts at Blue Peg Pink Peg. That's our Facebook, Twitter, everything else. I am also on Twitter at BPPP Piranha Pig. Mm. Not a short handle there. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm pretty active over there. We also have a Discord channel. If you'd like to join us, we really interact with a lot of our listeners on our Discord. Thank Christina Rouse. Thank you for joining the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been a delight as always. If you can change your mind, it can change the world people. So until next time, bye everybody.